Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And this episode is part two of a conversation in which we discuss certificates of compliance or alternatively known as COCs of the PRRB. Now with me in studio, I have Chanel Aisel, Virginia Butalesi, and of course, Richard Bailey. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Uh, just before I fire away with the remainder of the questions that I have for you uh, for our discussion, uh, would you please just very briefly remind the audience of uh, who you are? Chanel, if you would just let the audience know who you are, what your current role within the PRB is, and just a couple of your responsibilities within that position. Hi, Willem. Thanks. Um, I'm the manager of the COC department and I'm about nine years with the PRB, um, working with the COCs, helping the plumbers, resellers. That's mainly that what we do in the COC department. Virginia, how about yourself? Hi, Willem. I'm Virginia, the COC administrator. I've been with PRB for three years. I'm helping the plumbers on how to lock COC and how and selling them on a daily basis. Richard, where do you fit in with the, with this department or this function within the PIRB? As far as the COCs are concerned, I get involved when once they've been issued and logged. <laughs> I suppose that's where I fit in. But um, yeah, on the more on the ground and physical audits uh, on the ground. So can I ask, we've, we've, we've determined when a COC must be issued. But but when must the COC be logged? And I think we've mentioned earlier on that there's a five-day period from having completed the work on-site and then actually logging it into the system. So that is when they need to log it. They can they've got five days. What happens if a, a you know a printed version of a COC is lost? The plumber has to call our PR our, the PRB office and our department. Then we give the, we issue them with the affidavit so that they can give us the reason why the COC is lost or any information regarding the COC. Then it has to be taken to the police station for stamp. Then they send it, have to send it back to us so that we can cancel that COC out of their profile. So, so you can you cancel it from their profile. And and the the system then recognizes the, that the specific COC, COC, COC number as been cancelled and we have affidavit for that. All right. So even if, if if another plumber should ever pick that up somewhere along the road and and wants to then use it to sign it off uh, for for plumbing work that he's done and try to log it in the system, they won't be successful. Is that correct? Yeah, but the other plumber can log the other other plumber's COC because as soon as the plumber buy the COC. That specific COC is being allocated under the plumber's profile. All right, and even if a COC is lost and and cancelled for that matter within the system, it still cannot be used by another. If it, should another plumber no pick it up and try no. to log it on his name, no, he can't. All right.
right? So, so um, we've we've spoken about how plumbers can purchase. There are obviously different methods of purchasing. You mentioned that they put in a either a manual order or they they purchase it directly off of the the PRB's online system. Um, but is there a specific limit? that is attached to how many COCs a, any specific plumber can can purchase? And if there is a limit, why is there a limit? Most of the guys got the limit of 20 COCs on their profile. It's to make sure that they go and lock the COCs. Let's say the plumber have 20 COCs certificates on his profile, but he haven't gone and locked it, and he come to us or to a PRB reseller and wants to buy another one. So the system won't allow him to buy new COCs because the other COCs hasn't been locked yet. So that's the reason why there is a limit for COCs on every plumber's profile. So if a plumber has a limit of 20 COCs and he purchases 15 COCs and um, he, he then purchases, or let's say for, matter, for that matter, he purchases 20 COCs, which is his limit. And he hasn't. He, he may have filled them out and issued them to to customers uh, or to the consumers out there, but he hasn't actually gone onto the system and logged the COCs on the system and informed the PRB accordingly that the COCs have now been issued to clients. Now he tries to purchase a COC on the system on his profile again. Um, what you're saying is he's he hasn't logged any of the twenty that he's logged. So he's now trying to purchase another five. The system will, will not allow him to purchase another five. Yes, that's correct. We normally ask them that you fill out the COCs. If you did, please go and lock your certificates. If not, and it's still clean, you can still use those certificates. Once you've locked it, you're more than welcome to come back and buy your COCs then. Right. So of the 20 that he has with him, uh, he logs five. Um, that, that leaves him with 15 that he hasn't logged yet, and his limit is five. 20 so that that'll that that will allow him to to purchase 20 more is that correct Ach, five, five more. more five more if you look five the system will allow us to put five over to his profile and just another thing about the um lost of cocs to be cancelled i see virginia forgot about it once you've cancelled more than 20 cocs your prb coc limit will be moved down to five all right automatically is it that is that done by the system or is it done we in the office will need to move it down, yes. Richard, if a plumber has their own COC, uh, why can't they just use that? I mean, plumbers know what should be uh, filled in on COC, so they can just as well go on to um, Microsoft Word, for that matter, and then generate their own sort of certificate of compliance. Why, why can't they use just any piece of paper with uh, you know information filled in on it why why is there a reason why they should use only the professional bodies P, uh, prb or the prb certificates for that matter well you know it's it's like it's like me going to uh, replace a, a, a pipe for a client and the client sms's me afterwards and says hey richard was that uh, did everything go to plan and i say yes it's all good is, doesn't that then constitute a COC? I have just confirmed to that client that uh, it is it is compliant, and it is it's done properly. I mean that, in essence, that is the that carries the same value as anything I can put on my letterhead, 
regarding my own work. That's why we have things like peer review. It's not me telling you how I did my own work. It's my peers confirming that fact. So the, the COC from professional body is set up in such a way and through the audit process, through the peer review process, if, if you want to put it in that, uh, describe it like that, it is, it is assuring the client and the greater public out there that, that there are processes in place to check to see when a plumber self-declares that a particular uh, installation has been done according to standard, that it has in fact been done so. And if we find it to be uh, lacking, we ask him to rectify. And if it becomes a repeat offence sort of habit from a particular plumber, he will uh, ultimately, if it comes to that, not be allowed to issue certificates of compliance anymore. In other words, it's, it's, it's the professional body will be saying to him, uh, Mr. Plumber, you've, um, you've been asked repeatedly to not do this. You repeatedly uh, insist on doing it that way. Uh, and for that reason, we are no longer willing to uh, 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 have you as a, a, a registered uh, plumber with us. So you, you're not, you, you don't come up, you don't reach the standard which we require within this body. So it is a, it's a wholly um, a professional sort of process and, and peer review process that sets it apart from any old um, uh, piece of paper. Now, don't get me wrong. I used to um, assure clients all the time, and this is what we do. And and in, in my case, it was it was probably right. Uh, when I said it was right, it was right. But um, and so most plumbers out there as well. It's not to take away from. It's not to say that plumbers are unable to uh, be truthful or anything like that. That is not what I'm saying. But the fact is that if it's a requirement of law that a certificate of compliance is issued from a professional body. Those are the reasons behind it, and and I hope that came through the right way. Absolutely, that's that that clarifies that question that I had. Thank you so much, Richard. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. And now, back to our conversation. We know uh, Virginia has uh, uh, said before in this conversation, or a little earlier in this conversation, that uh, one plumber cannot uh, log a COC um, that, that has been allocated to another plumber because the, the COC number is then uniquely uh, attached or associated with the plumber that it has been allocated to. But what about issuing a COC on another plumber's work? Is, is that possible? Can, can one plumber issue a COC uh, on another plumber's work? Chanel? 
Um, yes, they can, but the other plumber needs to give proof that he did do the work. And once the plumber signs off a PRB certificate with his PRB registration number on it and his signature, you will take full responsibility for someone else's work. So let's say something goes wrong, the client finds the plumber who signed off the CAC, he can then tell the other plumber to go and fix it or tell the client, please phone the plumber who did come and do the installation. But we don't recommend that somebody else signs off someone else's work. It may happen in a scenario where um, you you have a plumber who is not a licensed plumber. Um, he is the one who performs the actual work on site. Um, but then in his same company, there is a more, uh, for lack of better words, a more senior and a more qualified plumber who is indeed a registered licensed plumber with a PRB and who can then go and inspect the work perhaps, not not audit it like an auditor, but inspect the work to see if it complies and then sign it off. Um, would that be a typical scenario if I if I Yes, they can do it. Most of the companies got learner plumbers that is doing the work. So the qualified plumber just go out, make sure everything is correct according to the SANS codes and then he signs off the PRB certificates. And then again, just reiterating the fact that they, they should know that they are taking accountability and responsibility for uh, another another Plumbers, person's work yes. that has been done. Yes. Um, Chanel, what about resellers? Willem, um, can I, you, can yeah, I for sure, jump Richard. in there just to put a comment in there? Yeah. Um, just with regards to that, I just want to be clear that the that um, the PRB do not allow for um, a plumber to issue certificates for other plumbers' work willy-nilly. We must just be clear that the scenario you've just painted now with within the same company and the key words is under my adequate supervision. Those are the key words. So. I can't issue a COC for my Uncle Sam, who is not a plumber uh, in you know two cities away. That I can't do. What I can do is issue certificates for, for work that has been performed by plumbers that are working directly under my supervision, because I have supervised those jobs, and and I take full responsibility for it. But I want to separate that scenario from the one where there are two completely separated uh, plumbers, they're friends, you know, they or whatever. You can't do that. You cannot have a case where plumbers have gone through much cost, much effort, much time, uh, as we call it, the cliche, blood, sweat and tears, to become registered with the BRRB because it takes time and money and effort and you've got to upkeep your 25 CPD points and you've got to do all these things it's not just a free ride. It's an effort to be registered, and it should be, because this is a profession. So when, when somebody has gone through that effort, is it fair for him to be expected to simply dish out certificates to those plumbers that have not bothered going through the required effort to become a professional plumber? No. So that, uh, that to me, I must just be very clear of. Um, unless it's under your direct supervision, you cannot issue CSC for anybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely, I could I could almost say that it would be a misrepresentation or a or a little bit unethical to do things like that. Um, Chanel, uh, I've heard you use the word resellers a little bit earlier in the conversation. 
where, what exactly is a reseller? What, I mean, what role do they do, do they have? What do, role do they play? Um, and where do they fit into the bigger picture? The PRB reseller is selling the PRB certificates, the paper-based one for us, because most of the guys are in Cape Town or with, um, in KZN, Limpopo. There is more plumbing stores there where they can go and buy it. And most of them is using the electronic COCs, but some of the guys like to use the paper one. So it's easier for them to quickly pop into a reseller store and go and buy a paper COC to sign up. Most of them normally do it at the job where they are or they take it to the office and fill it in at the office. So it's, it's, it's a type of a convenient uh, method of, of, of purchasing COCs. I mean, they're much closer to the area where the plumber operates in than what the PRB's head office is, for that matter. And then, you know, it, it sort of alleviates the logistics around uh, couriering a batch of paper paper COCs uh, to the plumber if he's ordered it or something like that. He can just walk into a reseller's, whether that's an office or a store for that matter, and then uh, purchase COCs from the, from, from the reseller. Yes, they also just need to remember to take the PRB card with them. Otherwise, they are not going to sell COCs to them. So there is a, a, a process of verification uh, on the on the reseller side. They have to ensure that they are selling it to, uh, you know, a, a, the actual really licensed and registered plumber. Is that correct? Yes. From on the new system, once they go to a reseller store and they give the PRB registration number with the card, so they can know see exactly who the plumber is. Once they allocate the certificate, the system will send an SMS to the plumber's cell phone number with an OTP pin that they need to give to the reseller to allocate those COCs. So it's, it's, it's actually two, a, a two-tier or two-level authentication for that matter. So one, they, they can uh, verify that the plumber is who they say they are with the registration card. And secondly, they can then also, you know, they... By by the plumber giving them the OTP, the one-time PIN, that's a second method of verification or authentication. Yes, that's correct. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Are there any last words or statements, final words or statements to our audience members out there from any one of you, Richard, yourself, Chanel, or Virginia? Okay. Um, Willem, just, you know, my big thing is, and I don't know, I've got this, uh, I've got this way of, of, of seeing things which are slightly different to normal people because I'm not normal. Um, and then I, I like to, focus on changing people's mindsets and the way that they, the way in which they perceive things. So on the face of it, you know, you, you look at something like the process of issuing COCs, the process of being audited, the fact that the COC costs a significant amount of money and you look at it and if you were to judge it on the face of it, you would be, you would be left with a negativity in your mouth. You look at it and say, but that's a negative thing for me because now I'm having to buy this thing. I'm having to go through the effort of logging it and I'm having to 
jump through all these hoops, and then someone still comes back to that site and tells me that I've done this wrong. You know, it's all, it's a woe me and terrible me. And But that that is a perception, and it is a natural perception. But if you were to look at it from the intent, the intended uh, um, reason for it coming about in the first place, and that is from an overview, a higher level, looking down at an industry which was flagging, which was really directionless, didn't know what to do, how to bring up its standards. Across the board, we were seeing installations that were not only bad installations on the face of it, but just simply dangerous. Dangerous immediately to people walking past it and also generally dangerous to public health. This is a very, very important trade. So the purpose of the COC process, the reason we all exist, is to try and uplift this trade. Get the standards up to where they are supposed to be. It's not pie in the sky. It's not something which we uh, should like dream about and it's all wishy-washy. It's not. It's where it's supposed to be. It was there at one time. So it's going to get there again. And this is the way to achieve it. In uplifting the standard, the quality, the perception of the plumbing trade, the plumbing industry as a whole, we are inadvertently uplifting ourselves as professionals. So at the end of the day, this entire process, if I can put it in a nutshell, has been, has been put together not only to uplift the quality of plumbing, but in so doing, uplifting my status as a plumber. Becoming a professional in a field is no mean feat. And I am a professional, and we are professionals. And without us respecting our trade enough to have systems like this in place, that you've got to sweat in order to become a plumber. Yes, you must. It's a profession. It's not a freebie. So if we look at it from that aspect, then we can actually stand up and say, do you know what? The CSC process and auditing process is the best thing that's ever happened to this, to this trade. And it is. That's the way in which you need to look at it. And many people will look at it and say, oh, well, they'll just refuse to even hear what I've just said for the last 30 seconds. That's okay. Because there's always going to be those. But most people, if you're reasonable and you listen to reason, you will look at it and you say, my goodness, what a brilliant thing to have happened to this industry. Because look what it's doing for the perception out there to, to plumbers. I'm being looked at differently on a daily basis because they know that I am a plumber. And that is happening more and more. And so that, to me, is the fruits of this labor. And it, it is... It's, um, it's 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 undeniable. So that's my last uh, Richard, that's my last thought, Philip. Thank you it, very much. Would it suffice to say that um, you know to sum up what you've just said in the, in, uh, in in your last statement or closing words to the audience? Would it suffice to sum it up as as this is not a punitive measure? It's it's not a punitive effort. It's rather for improvement and uplifting the industry as a whole and uplifting your image as a professional plumber. Um, sweet and short, just sum it up like that. Is it is it suffice to say that? One hundred percent. That is exactly what I what I mean. 
It is not a punitive measure. It is not in place as a punishment. That is not its concept. That is not it, the, how it was conceived. The only reason you conceive something like this is to try and improve something, uplift, betterment. Correct. So, yes, that is correct. Well, I want to, uh, you know, thank you for your time and your effort. And uh, Richard, thanks for you for, for dialing in to the two ladies, my two guests in studio here. Thank you so much for your time and your effort. I, I do believe that in this conversation, we've we've answered and clarified quite a few uh, questions that that our audience members may have had. Um, thanks. Thanks for your time, Richard. Thank you. Chanel, thank you. And Virginia. And then, of course, thanks to our audience. You, um, it's for you that we do these, uh, these sessions and these chats. So thank you so much for having tuned in and listened. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.